Crypto billionaires lost over $116 billion in 2022. But in spite of that, MicroStrategy added to their portfolio. A market exploiter has been arrested here in Puerto Rico. SBF is out on bail. And the Twitter files show that we were once again correct in all of our so-called conspiracy theories. Are we going to take some victory laps? Hell yeah. And so should you as you join us for our Bad News episode number 662 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five. Crypto Podcast, the show for conspiracy realists. Uh, Travis, you might not want to do a victory lap, but if you want to just spin around in your chair and do some victory spins, that would be okay. I didn't do that. I got a cord. <laughs> I, did, I almost did. I did, a, I did a, like one third of a victory spin. <laughs> That's okay. We haven't, it, won, we haven't won yet. You know, it's like, but I think this, it just seems that more people are becoming aware to, to what's going on. I mean, they, the pool of people who understood how the world worked back in 2020 versus the pool of people who understand how the world worked go, going into 2023 mm-hmm. is much larger. And I think that, you know, some people don't like Elon because of how he hurts their fees, but it's unbelievable to see the information that's being popped up out of that stuff. And, you know, some of our theories along the way, we've been pretty spot on most of the way. We've not tried to mislead anyone and we've always told people, hey, do your own research on whatever mm-hmm. we're telling you. But here's what we are seeing. And Joel, you and I, you know, we've been in this game for a long time. We tend to see things before most people see them. We get in, get our hands dirty, and then teach others about it. And that's really what we've been doing on this whole thing. There's been a massive conspiracy against the right, not by the Democrats, not by the Republicans, by the Uniparty. There's a Uniparty. It's not red versus blue. It's a shade of purple, you guys. And Purple party. We're going to throw a purple party, and we're going to talk a little bit about that, about the Twitter files, but we want to get into the crypto news first. We're glad you guys are here. I'm Joel. That's Travis. Let's take a look at CoinGecko.com and see what we got going on here right now. Refreshing the uh, timestamp is December 28th, 2022. By the way, this will be the last show of 2022. <laughs> well, we'll see you guys next year. It is 4.46 p.m. in Puerto Rico. The market cap is $830 billion. Bitcoin, 16600 Been very sideways. Ethereum, just under 1200 mm-hmm. Stable coins being stable. That's nice to see. BNB, $244. Doge, $0.07. Polygon, $0.78. Cents. Uh, and it has just, you know, it goes up a little bit, it goes down a little bit, it goes up a little bit. It's really boring right now. It hurts. It hurts. I mean, I look at it and somebody goes, oh, well, the market cap's, cl- oh, we're closing in on a trillion. Oh, we're a little over, oh, we're back almost by 800. But like here we are right now with a total market cap of $830 billion. I go back and I look at what happened in 2017, 2018. The total market cap of all the cryptos hit about, 800 and something billion dollars and then it went you know and then it got down to like 200 something billion so we are still you know relatively speaking pretty good however 
we're coming into to, uh, January, and January mm-hmm. is a time to be a little concerned because, you know, a lot of Chinese investors, they'll pull their money out of the Chinese New Year. Then they start buying gifts. The markets typically tank a little bit in January. And I will actually include in the show notes, I'll give it to our producer, there is a chart, and I showed that to Joel earlier, about the mapping of the 2008 crash and what was happening in the stock markets leading up to uh, January, I think, of 2009. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't have it right in front of me. But then it's we're, we're tracking that pretty much. Eh, and so if, if it's anything like that, then January, February could be a massive fall. Not financial advice, just history sometimes does repeat itself. And sometimes it rhymes. Uh, and last night I was at a, an event here in uh, in Puerto Rico, and Tika Tawari was there. Tika is a former guest on the show, has a very popular financial newsletter. And I asked him what he thought. He says we're definitely going to eleven or twelve thousand with Bitcoin. He's he's totally convinced. It's what he's telling his people. And I said, so are you liquidated? He says, oh no, I never sell my Bitcoin. He's like, I'll, I'll we'll write it down together because we know where we're going after that. And so uh, personally. It's fine. If that's where we're going, uh, I'm prepared to back up the truck, beep, 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 and and load up on some uh, cheap Bitcoin because Mm. what happens after it goes down? Well, we know that we are getting closer and closer to the next halving, and it's going to get more difficult. And that means more scarcity, more expensive to mine Bitcoin. And traditionally, every time it means we hit a new all-time high. And so uh, bring it. Let's just rip the Band-Aid off and get it over with. Yeah. And this time what's going to happen is, you know, fiat currency, you know, they're, you know, the value of the dollar is, is weakened and gets weaker and gets weaker. Now you start seeing that against some other currencies in the world and you go, wow, well, the dollar looks pretty strong compared to some of these other ones. Don't compare that. You compare it against true value and the value of the dollar has just plummeted over time. So, the value of Bitcoin during this next bull run will most likely hit somewhere around a quarter million dollars, or I'm going to chop off Joel's dick and they're going to make lasagna. I no, we're not, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. No, but think about it, though. It's like $250,000 for a Bitcoin. Not unreasonable. Why? Because the value of the dollar is just not worth what it mm-hmm. was, man. It's and because... They're going to print more money next year. You know that they're going to turn on the printing press again, and they're going to put shove more fiat currency into the economy and prop this thing up longer. And they're probably going to have a faux recovery of some kind. I think that's yeah. You know, what do I know? But this, I'll tell this you- statistic right here seems like bullshit, though. We've lost way more than that compared to because I mean, crypto market cap was over two trillion dollars, right? Two and a half trillion dollars or something. Now well, this is talking about. That this Lost. is saying that it represents 17 people in the space. Oh, stolen. Right. Money? No, no, okay. this isn't stolen. This oh, is... This is th- crypto this billionaires have lost X amount. Right. Okay. Right. These are just billionaires have lost $116 billion okay. in 2022, according to this article on Crypto Daily, which you can read for yourself. In fact, we've got more articles than we have time on this episode. And if you want to see everything, it's at badco.in forward slash six six. Two, so 116 billion drained from the pockets of investors in the past nine months. These 15 of these people lost more than half of their wealth since March 2022, um, and that includes biggest losses were CZ, uh, who was valued at 65 billion dollars, but is now only worth four and a half billion. He's only worth four and a half billion. 
And then there's SBF who was worth like like eight million, and now is worth less than a hundred thousand dollars in theory. But he can still fly first class home mm-hmm. on Christmas Day. That's pretty nice. Uh, you know, in in the pain of the crypto market um, being down is felt by Bitcoin miners as well. According to this report here, publicly listed Bitcoin miners sold off nearly everything they mined in 2022 to pay the bills, but it looks like they are accumulating reserves once again. So, you know, hey, a break even is not the worst thing that you could do for a business, you know, considering a lot of people are struggling and going out of business. Mm-hmm. Well, what's, you know, some would say that was the whole point of COVID in a lot of ways was to get rid of small business, right? Because you think about it, like, don't go to the mom and pop shops and disperse yourselves. Instead, concentrate everybody into Walmart and Target. During three hours. There. During yeah. the same three hours. Yeah, let's all go there now. Like, it makes on, no sense. It makes no sense. Yeah, so... It- so crypto, you know, the people who were mining Bitcoin, they are now starting to accumulate more of this, it's saying here. So that to me, that could be a that could be a little bit of a bullish sign because they're not always getting the crypto and immediately selling it, which keeps the price down. We want them to accumulate it because that can create buying pressure. Right. So we want that. Hold on to your cryptos, gang. So, you know, people give Michael Saylor a hard time. And, of course, he has accumulated and accumulated and accumulated for MicroStrategy. And uh, he has lost 45% of his wealth. And uh, they've bought more. The average price now of Bitcoin for MicroStrategy is $30,397. They acquired 2395 more from November 1st through December 21st. Uh, I think they then sold, they took a small um, uh, loss here on December 24th, but um, I don't know, it's going to be really interesting to see. I don't know, uh, you know, what happens uh, if it goes down to uh, 10, 11, 12,000. They're probably just going to keep buying it. So Michael Saylor's all in. He is convinced. And when you start seeing a lot of these other cryptos falling and just crashing and burning, it really makes you go, man, Bitcoin, this hadn't really happened to Bitcoin. Yeah, it was at $70,000, right-ish, and then here it's gone down. But some of these other tokens have gone down 99.99%, right? Someone just completely tanked, right? Uh, you know, so it's, it's kind of wild to look at it. Actually, though, with Ethereum almost hitting five grand, and then now here it is at about 1,200, it's, if it's probably done, you know, it's done pretty decent compared to the other ones. Realistically, the it's gone down four-fifths of the value. It's only gone down 80%, Joel. <laughs> if if my math is correct, if there's 21 million Bitcoin ever and MicroStrategy holds 132,000, isn't that more than half a percent of the entire supply? I think the half a supply percentage won't it be at 210,000. Um. Well, no, one one percent would be two hundred ten thousand. So yeah. he's got more than half a percent of the entire supply of Bitcoin. Yeah, like if if it does go to a quarter million dollars, I mean, whew, wow, be insane. There are yeah. people going to come back and look at him, going, "Man, well, wish we were doing that." The thing yeah. is, it's so crazy. Is as the price is skyrocketing, everybody's like, "Yeah, yeah, bye, bye, bye." And then as the price gets low, people are like, "Don't touch that, man. That's toxic." And you're like. And you're just trying to you're just trying to time it and say when is the bottom because now you got some of these people saying oh you're a crypto guy you're an idiot <laughs> like we're getting close we got to be getting close to the bottom they said people- that in 2018 
They said that in right. 2018 as we watched it go from 3,000 to what? 69,000. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, it, it, history does repeat itself. Oh. And meanwhile, you got people talking about uh, Bitcoin who I don't know that they're worth listening to at all. Cuban, you know, used to be real opposed to Bitcoin and crypto, oh. and now he is defending it and he's saying that gold is is a bad investment i he literally said if you have gold you're dumb as f so i i i don't agree with that i still yeah don't but he's on a that... winning streak though dude cuban like he had another article he came out with this past week where he was talking about the tech bros and how he doesn't put any money into san francisco-based silicon valley companies because they're all full of shit. They all think they're the smartest people in the room. And there's this toxicity that revolves around San Francisco and Silicon Valley. So I was like, whoa, Cuban's like starting to earn a little bit of respect here. He's, you know, I, I would say this compared to Mr. Wonderful, Mark Cuban is way more wonderful. That 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 is true. Personally, yep. I'd like Robert Herkovic, who's staying out of the, you know, <laughs> right. making comments on all this. So this uh, this happened here on the island. Um, a guy who was with Mango Markets, uh, his name is Eisenberg, not Heisenberg, Avraham Eisenberg. Uh, he ha- he quoted, quote, had a highly profitable trading strategy and he took $110 million. This is how you become highly profitable in trading. For who? Fleet- for him? <laughs> <laughs> highly profitable for me, not for y'all. That's sort of like the SBF strategy. It's really highly profitable for me yeah. until I get busted and then it's not. So he has been arrested uh, here in Puerto Rico for manipulating a decentralized finance trading platform, commodities fraud, commodities manipulation. The dude's in trouble. Um, mm-hmm. If you don't want to do the time, then uh, then don't do the crime. You know, somebody was like, they're like going, hey, Travis, like, you know, teach us about crypto. Maybe you can help us and be our crypto advisor and tell us what to buy. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> never. No, nope. I suck at this. No, don't listen to me. The coins that I think are going to be awesome, typically, I mean, a couple times I've been like really awesome, but a lot of times like this is going to go. And then my awesome winnings end up turning into lower. Like, oh, man. So you don't want us. You don't want us to invest your money for you. So he's uh, he's giving explanations here on his uh, Twitter feed, which you guys can read here. He's saying it was all legal and open. He negotiated a settlement and uh, taking the money from retail investors. I don't know. Uh, we'll wait and see what the dude happens. looks familiar. I don't. I think I've run across him at an event or something, but I don't remember him saying that in his name. But mm. or, or maybe I didn't even ask what his name was. I don't. But I, the dude's face looks familiar to me. I think I've met the guy in person. Speaking of exploiters and arrests, Sam Bankman freed. The news said he was released on a $250 million bail. And I'm thinking who in the world would pay $250 million? No, no, bail? you only have to pay 10%. You only got to come up with 10%, which would be 25 million. But his parents are professors. So how would they even come up with $25 million? Basically, they, they, they put their home up as collateral and paid zero money right so and then there was a picture of him you know flying first class with his attorney uh so i don't know how this is gonna play out yet we have a bunch of stories he literally got out three days before christmas he was in a a rat infested roach place in freaking bahamas and they he came to america and immediately he was out dude if that doesn't tell you something right there so 
I, I'm gonna I'm gonna conversely say this for you. There's another story of a guy who's a Colorado guy. I didn't even see the viral video, but apparently he said some rude racist stuff to some of uh, uh, Asian persuasion folks, and he ends up getting arrested and the book thrown at him in California. He's in he's in arrested right now because he said hateful things and. SBF stole billions of dollars and he's not in jail. So I'm like saying rude things, which the guy's an asshole, complete asshole. You think going to jail is going to change his opinion and be a nicer person? No, my God, that guy's going to jail and probably going to be there for a long time. SBF is out on bail and stole billions of dollars. Do we have a good legal system, justice system here? It's just us. It's just us and not y'all. We still got people from January 6th for the so-called insurrection where the security guards at Capitol Hill actually opened the doors and showed them where to go. Um, and they walked single file down yeah. the red carpet between the stanchions. They're still, you know, rotting in jail over this. And no, it's it's not fair. It's and not all these right. documents are coming out, Joel, where they said, oh, yeah, well, Pelosi basically stopped the, the, the National Guard from coming in. And then they did what they did arrested everyone, and then they put up fences all over the place. They did their little inauguration sham thing. Yeah. Unbelievable. And they now, wanted to make it a dog and pony show. That yeah, was the whole point. For sure. And now there is a clause that was in that omnibus that makes uh, um, saying that elections are, you know, contesting an election, that's now illegal. You can't actually do that because it's in the omnibus thing. They passed that. So the, nothing tells me that the elections are legit than making questioning the election right. illegal. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, in that case, Stacey Abrams is, uh, you know, did something illegal. Hillary Clinton did something illegal. Right, this is but, but this is only this is the bad after, conspiracy podcast. Only yeah. after. So there's more stories about the SBF fallout in the show notes at badco.in forward slash 662. A story here, Ellison and Wang will be game changers in the uh, in the trial. Uh, SBF borrowed from Alameda to buy Robinhood shares. FTX paid a $12 million retainer to a New York law firm before they filed for bankruptcy. And this story here, Carolyn Ellison's testimony claims that SBF directed her to co-mingle customer funds since, get this, 2019. So if you mm. want to go down the rabbit hole uh, of uh, uh, FTX and Sammy and his uh, yeah. legion of weirdos. <laughs> well, speaking of holes, there, there's another thing I read was that, hey, well, since SBF was dating both Ellison and Wang, having this little weird triad thing that they can't really use their testimonies against him because his legal spouse's sexification, um, horniness <laughs> and stealing money, just make it go away, mom and daddy. Please tell my tell Perkins Coey, our attorney, to just make it go away, daddy. Sexification. All right, let's get to the next conspiracy theory. Uh, the Twitter files, they're on part 10 now or part 11. And what we are discovering, if you're not paying attention to this, because it's not it's not on the news, you won't find it on ABC, CBS, um, NBC, MSNBC, CNN. I think Fox is talking about it a little bit. You're not going to find it in the New York Times. You're not going to find it in the Wall Street Journal. And if you do, it's merely it's slamming Elon Musk for releasing information, but it's not dealing with the content at all. But what we know without a 
doubt, there is no doubt that the U.S. government uh, under the Biden administration colluded with big tech. We know Twitter for sure because we have the files, we have the documentation, but you can assume Facebook and Google as well. To and especially rate. Reddit. Oh, my God. Like, oh, yeah. You know, when there's bot farms on Twitter, like there used to be, like somebody mm -hmm. would say something and there would just be thousands of likes and all these comments and all the like bot farms, super bot farms. Like, so they on were, Reddit is like that, like, oh, my God, it totally it's it, it sways opinion. They and suppressed the Hunter Biden laptop story, which would have definitely changed the election. I still call it a conspiracy. I do not think that Joe Biden won the election legally there. Dude, I guess I he wasn't dude. He, he knew he was the knew that the votes were there because of the systems that were in place. Dude, he was calling lids on the day at like 930 in the morning. He's like, ah, I don't even need to go. I don't even need to go. Dude, you have like 15 people in his crowd. You know, we went to sleep and we knew the results and yeah. then unprecedented. They yeah. stopped counting and then it took weeks. I'm sorry. Not sorry. BS. We also know that the federal government um, stifled free speech, violated the First Amendment rights of U.S. citizens because they got involved with big tech and told them what to censor. And these no, doctors, no, no. We need to save democracy by cheating. These it's the doctors, only way to do it, Joel. People are saying things that we don't like. These How can doctors, we just let them say up. things? I can't <laughs> make it. They're just talking and saying. Could you go in the corner and go read, please? Don't censor me. Just go it's violent. It's very violent when you say I'm going to get a damn statement out okay, here. Okay, statement. Right? Your only statement of thing. <laughs> the government censored what scientists were saying as they were mm -hmm. questioning. What were they questioning? They were questioning how the virus was spread and where it came from. They were questioning masking. They were questioning social distancing. They were questioning the wisdom of doing lockdowns. They were questioning the wisdom of vaccinating people with this mRNA. And they definitely were questioning doing it to children. And now what we are finding out is that Pfizer and Moderna and these others knew all along that what they were putting in people's bodies was harming them. There was one bit of testimony I saw that a gentleman said, you caused the deaths of a hundred and I think 10,000 children to save 10,000. Right. That's this is the truth. This is the biggest scandal of our time. And well, it's not out there. And unless you're paying attention to Twitter, which is the place to get news right now, it mm -hmm. just is whether you like the, the news that's coming or not. This is real investigative journalism that's taking place and they are breaking it wide open. And I think next we're going to learn what role Dr. Mengele, a Fauci had in all this those files have not yet been released well those are coming and coming. then also also what's coming and why the mainstream media is really ignoring this is because we know what the mainstream media had been doing in a lot of this right they are not talking about this because they're going to release some big stuff about mainstream media and how they're working together now remember back in the day with, with, with journalism what would happen is they would try they would talk truth to power and they would literally ask them the tough questions now they're like a megaphone for the state, right? Whereas before they would question and they'd want to try to get do investigative journalism. They don't do that anymore. It's all about bending the knee to big power and doing what doing their biting essentially. Why? Because it's not hard. You pay somebody a million dollars a year, they're gonna go, oh man, they're paying me a million dollars a year. I'm gonna do whatever they say. So they print the money out of thin air, right? 
And then they're and then the then the powerful elite are then able to pay the major media people absorbent amount of money to say what we want them to say. The CIA is working right with them. Operation Mockingbird. If you haven't heard of Mock- Operation Mockingbird, it never went away. Since the fairness doctrine went away by Reagan and say, hey, if you're going to talk about something, you need to talk about both sides. Well, that went away. And now you have these sort of alphabet agency businesses that are integrating into these social media platforms. Like Twitter had so many FBI and CIA people working for them. How many does Google have? Google just makes links disappear. Like a lot of times you're like, you're searching for something. You can't find it on Google because it's just gone because they they don't want you to see it. Is that a conspiracy? It's not, Joel. And you know it's not. And the people who are listening still, because a lot of people got turned off from listening to our show because we were talking about stuff that hurt their feelings. They didn't like to think about some of these things. It's not crypto related. It's all related. Well, it's it's cognitive bias. Look, people Mm. will defend to the death at their it, it at the risk of their own death the actions they have taken because to admit that they made a horrible mistake goes to the core of their identity, which is why you and I try to remain, uh, you know, fluid, not with our gender, we're dudes, but with uh, ideas and and open-minded to, you know, all right, what are they saying here? Let's take a look at the facts because this might change what I think about something. And uh, there's a lot of, I think, look, there's not people now that are going, oh, damn, I wish I had masked up more. Okay, they, mm-hmm. they don't exist. Oh, I wish I had gotten my fifth jab. They're not out there, but there are people that are regretting big what time. Done. There's major regret. Are- you can yeah. if you go and look and go search and find it on Twitter. Goes look, there. I've not seen one person who regrets not getting the jab. Not one person is like, oh man, I wish I would have gotten more of those jabs. Said no one. And so that's the thing, you know, uh, my, I, my sister is in the medical field. She has a PhD in virology and microbiology. And it's like, dude, it's like the clowns are running the insane asylum in some of these cases. Like this MRNA stuff is an operating system. And now, you know, which is crazy. And it's true. If you got that operating system installed inside of you, you are now a transhuman. You are not an official, legally natural human anymore. You have patented code inside your DNA and they can place whatever they want in you. In my mind, from the research that I've done, the same people who are talking about get the jab, get the jab, get the jab, get the vaccine. It's for the greater good. Save the people, save the people. These are the same assholes who are talking about, oh, there's way too many people on earth. We need to depopulate. We need to depopulate through medicines and vaccines. Useless feeders is what they call them. Eaters. Yes. Useless useless eaters. eaters. So this tweet just came out from Elon here. New Twitter policy is to follow the science, which necessarily includes reasoned questioning of the science. That's how you advance science, man. Of course it is. Government colluded with big tech to say, no, we are going to put our science narrative out there and we want people to gobble it up. And, Mm -hmm. and Hey, if you are a science gobbler, if you, if you gobble the narrative, it's okay. Uh, It's okay to be wrong. I've been wrong about things. We did not gobble the narrative. And if you did, um, it's okay. You can, you can, you can throw it up now and get rid of it. Well, for me, it was the fact that I'm like, wait, these same cocksuckers who were talking about overpopulation are now telling us that we have to get this jab. I'm like, dude, that, and not that, only right that there was the spidey senses going off. I was like, these, these, not blocks. just that, Travis, the same people at Pfizer that wanted to lock up the results of their clinical yeah, trials for 70 years. years. Yeah. And you know, oh, and by the way, the mm-hmm. CIA had a hand in killing JFK. 
that like came the, out. That the, came out, right? But the, and actually, the term conspiracy theory came from that whole scenario. Oh, you're questioning us? No way, you're a conspiracy theory. Oh yeah, we did it, but we really don't want you questioning it. So, folks, so Lee in the Harvey future, Apple did it. Yeah, if you hear, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist from you know governmental people or the media, just assume that that's probably more factual than they certainly wanna want to admit. Also, Moderna. Moderna was actually fed these patents. This is a company that was created uh, by that. There's there's a VC arm within those big alphabet agencies, and they funded the hell out of Moderna, and they made billions and billions of dollars by feeding y'all those jabs. Hopefully you didn't. Hopefully you didn't get it. Whoever's listening. So what does this have to do with blockchain and crypto? everything because bitcoin was born out of libertarian ideas that people should be free to manage their money without an intermediary that we do not need a third party we do not need a government dictating to us how we should live and what we should do it was born out of occupy wall street with these oligarchs and these these major financial you know centers around the world getting bailed out while the regular people were the ones that would take the brunt of the damage. And so everything that's happening in the world is political. And it is in Bitcoin is very much a political statement mm -hmm. against the centralized governments and financial systems of the world. So yeah. you might not hear this stuff on another blockchain and in, in crypto podcasts, and that's fine. Uh, and, and if you don't want to hear this stuff, then, you know, maybe we're not the right show for you. And that's fine as well. But this is we're going to talk about what we think is important to a decentralized future where the people are empowered to know the truth, to be able to have the rights to uh, speak the truth. And uh, if you're an American, you know, all of the rights that you have, including the right to have arms that look like bears. Mm -hmm. So right. I am, I'm reading a book right now called survival in the killing fields. It's about what happened in Cambodia with Pol Pot and how they started, you know, because they were a nice peaceful Buddhist nation. They brought in communism and this book is a very thick book, but it talks about all the stuff that went down and how they eased into communism and then all the violence that took place and forced all the forced stuff that was happening and all the poverty that was happening. And everybody gets the same thing. So if you don't pay attention to what happened in the past, you're not going to understand what's about to happen in the future if we don't get off of this railroad track we're on. Because we are in a high-speed train, bullet train towards communism in this country. And if we don't solve it, there's going to be millions of us that are dead. And that's not even hyperbole. Read the book, Survival in the Killing Fields. It's one of the very best books about the Cambodian communist experiment. Oh, communism has never been done correctly. Yeah, that's what they <laughs> always say. It's always been done correctly because people, shitloads of people die, which is what they want. So mm -hmm. don't tell me it's not been done correctly because it's always been done correctly the way they've intended it to be. By the way, uh, speaking of Bullet Train, the movie's good. Uh, you know, you don't watch a lot of stuff, but if you want a fun two-hour film, I think it's on uh, Netflix or Prime. Wait, is or that Hulu. the Richard Pryor and uh, no, no, Robert? no? It's a new. It's a new one. It's a new film uh, that's got. Oh, uh, that was uh, Silver Train. Yeah, Silver Express. Silver, silver spoons, silver, no, silver something. It was something's train. It was, it something was something. No, that's an old Richard Pryor classic yeah, for yeah. sure. But no, mm -hmm. this uh, bullet train is a new one with Brad Pitt, and it's okay. really entertaining. And I haven't been able to say that. A movie have you watched the Have you watched the Bo Burnham show yet? 
Yes, I did. It was very interesting. I felt claustrophobic with him. Yeah. I, I felt like it's called inside and he did mm -hmm. it the whole time he was in lockdown and, so and it was great. It was, it was a great show, but I, I started feeling claustrophobic um, <laughs> watching it. So, Hey, Trav, a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, we had Tom Gillespie on the show and he was talking about his new uh, documentary, um, Hexicans and the time value of money. It is out now. And uh, this tweet here will show you how to watch it again. If you go to badco.in forward slash 662, you can find links to it or just go to hexdocumentary.com and uh, see what the Hexicans are up to. What the heck's going on? Yeah, I don't know. So uh, that that's it, Sir Lord Travis. Uh, that's going to wind up bad crypto for 2022. We have uh, a review. We have a review. We oh, we have a review. We have what's, a review. What's, what's yeah, let's read review the review. Thing? It's another Christmassy review oh. from OXT13. Okay. It says, okay. well, I stuck around since fall of 2017, so I think I deserve a little bit the title of virtual bad crypto dame. And as an awesomely bad side note, my last review of the show was featured in your 2019 Christmas edition episode, the one with your 12 traditional uh, 12 days of Christmas goofy song. It was nice to hear it with my son while driving around Maui that day. And then she ends the review with hasta la vacia plohim, which means stay bad. Oh. Nicely done. We appreciate your reviews. Uh, if you want to do it in Russian or French or Italian or Swahili or whatever, please uh, go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. You can also call the Bad Crypto Hotline at any time, 708-885-9030, or write us at badcryptopodcast at gmail.com. Um, we will not have a show the first week of the year because I will be on vacation, but we will be coming back. And uh, Travis, just like I mentioned, Tika Tawari, um, the week I get back, he's like, yeah, let's, let's Let's do a show again. So maybe you come on out here to Palmas okay. and we, yeah, we do yeah. an interview in person before he leaves the island once again. Well, it depends. So what it's going to happen is, is I'm going to Vegas for the CES conference with my son. They're yeah. going to go to the Chiefs game. And then so I'll be back probably on the 9th or the 10th of uh, January. But we'll probably can do a Great. show sometime before then. We'll I'm going to try to get some out. footage there from Web3 stuff and crypto yeah. and AI. And if you're watching on YouTube... You're going to want to stick around here after the credits roll because there's a little magic. There may be an Easter be egg for you. It might be a Christmas again. tree egg because it's not Easter. Thanks for, uh, for listening and or watching. We appreciate you guys. See you next year. Stay bad. Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of bitcoins and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. So Trav, we have been tracking AI 
and stuff that's going on in the AI world. You found this Instagram account. Mm-hmm. What what is this? Yeah, I've been paying attention, you know, as well as you have, and I've been working on a thing called AITelegraph.io. Just experiments in AI when I'm playing around with it, and I follow a bunch of really cool AI stuff. This dude here is awesome. FabDream.ai is his Instagram handle. And this right here appears to be the history of the world as we know it. And they basically trained stable diffusion with some images. And then the images are morphing in between each other. And I don't even know how he did this yet. That's but this amazing. Is unbelievable. It, if you had to do this hand by and you did this by hand, it's just so spectacular. Just to watch this is just like I'm just freaking out of how it, it's mesmerizing. It and uh, if you're again, if you're seeing us on YouTube or Rumble or Odyssey, then you can see the video. If you're listening to the show, I recommend you go over there and definitely. Yeah, follow. Secret, oh, look at that! Look at that! A little bit of Ethereum right there. Follow too. this guy at FabDream.ai. Oh, beautiful! On, uh, what is Instagram. that? It's an obelisk. It's like an obelisk brain space dusty universe thing. It's <laughs>